Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Today is Wednesday, May 27th. We have Brad Pinkston on with us. And Brad also recently changed roles and is now leading global solutions consultants at VMware. A little bit more about Brad. He's a Texas native, born and bred. I like that. Oh, but however, he's a massive LSU fan. Ugh. He gets to enjoy watching his team win the national championship. A dream of seeing that for my team. Uh, welcome to the show, Brad. Thanks for the intro, Aaron. Uh, sorry for... Uh... You know, sticking my, my my foot in my mouth with the the, the LSU thing. I didn't think about a week before, uh, you know, uh, participating in that game and how painful that might have been. Yeah, no, no worries. I was present watching our team just get destroyed by your Tigers, and I got to say, I, like, I I have never ever ever seen such a strong team uh, that we played against like that. It was unbelievable. Anyway. We'll, we'll get straight into some questions in tech news, but first question I have for you, is college football happening this fall? Uh, absolutely going to happen. I've got no opinion uh, or really, I guess my, my crystal ball isn't tuned in enough to make a projection on awesome. when, but absolutely going to happen. Okay, good. There you Let's have get it. to the news then, fellas. <laughs> what are y'all thinking? There's a big one. There's a big yeah, one that's no, happening you got to start with that. You can't. You can't Go for it, Tyler. Tell us that. what's happening. So today is the day SpaceX and NASA's uh, program for the um, commercial crew program, right? Uh, they're launching humans for the first time in a very long time for the United States. So lots of excitement. I think it's still scheduled for 4.33 today. Still looking good. It's cool news. Reading through that, there, there was a lot, a lot of things that were changed when uh, SpaceX got involved, right? And of course, the other half of that program was targeted at Boeing, uh, and I think Boeing's Starlink was their their attempt. And it's uh, either much, much further behind, or I'm not even sure if Boeing's still in it. But this is monumentous. I think it's it's great because it kicks off um, what's expected to be regular trips up to the International Space Station. And is that really what it is? Off. It's a it's a launch to to take an astronaut to the ISS. Yep, it's a, a two. Two astronauts are going to go up there and join two Americans that are already up on the ISS. And then awesome. there'll be tons of analysis on the back end to determine how this went and sort of determine whether or not they're at the point where they can send the second crew up, which is supposed to happen in the fall if everything goes to plan. And that cool. crew will basically kick off regular U.S.-based trips up to the ISS. Brad, are you a space guy? Do you think this exploration stuff is important or no? Uh, I think, you know, the, it's, it's, it's interesting to me, uh, you know, how this is actually, you know, uh, furthering future technology or endeavors or knowledge and that kind of thing. If you think back to when we put a man on the moon, like there was just a massive technology, uh, you know, uh, leaps when all that happened. Uh, yeah. That that's it. Well, the technology. My grandfather died believing it was a hoax. (laughs) (laughs) Sad. (laughs) But that's that's actually what I was going to ask ask Tyler. I mean, you know, do you think that uh, you know government involvement or well, I know NASA being a civilian agency, but funded that way and influenced Mm -hmm. that way. Do you think it's going to go all commercial now? Like, is this the tipping point to where um, you know NASA is going to focus on? the station and, you know, exploring outside of our solar system as opposed to 
launching rockets into the atmosphere or past yeah. the atmosphere? I don't know. I'm, I'm gut kind of tells me yes, right? I think it took the commercial involvement to get NASA really back into this, at least from a manned spaceflight perspective. But the, the, I guess the tolerance in the U.S. for spending money on NASA the way it used to be run was, was waning, or they would have had much, much different funding outlays, right? So I think this program is, is good, but I'm sure there'll be some perversion of what they used to do. I, I still think it's a move in the right direction, though. I just saw this photo of their new suit designs. That's pretty That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Very, yeah. very futuristic. They're much more uh, like svelte, <laughs> if you will, right? Yeah. It looks like like if you were to buy, you know, you go over to Party City and you buy a fake astronaut suit. <laughs> it doesn't look like it would actually work. That's it. <laughs> it looks like Hollywood designed them for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. It is, it, that's I, man it's been a long time since i feel like it was an artist technical article but it talked about some of the advantages of all of the technology that kind of went into that suit design and some of what it what it's going to enable because even just looking at it you can tell that that astronauts will be less encumbered than they were with the spacesuits of old right um so there are there are a lot of projects that will be easier uh if if not maintenance activity also other experiments that can be done i think more safely and with more degrees of freedom from a motion perspective it opens a lot of uh, a lot of new things up which is kind of cool so it's not just it looks good it's actually a a huge advantage in a lot of different ways you think they got Matt Damon to consult on that? I mean, dude spent time in, in, on Mars, on all these different planets, you know, being marooned. Well, I, I mean, you know, he, they had to actually, you know, take his breadth of experience to, to sure. figure out what to do with the suits, right? I, sure I think if so. they land somewhere and need to grow potatoes with uh, the only supplies that, that you have available, <laughs> maybe we'll call them. <laughs> okay, That's the big thing right. in the news about, he was yeah. like, he was quarantined in Ireland or something. And Ireland tried to keep him, and he was coming home. And Ireland was like, you can't have him back. It was so funny. It's ours now. That's funny. Oh, I missed that. All right, next bit. Let's see. Amazon in advanced talks to buy a self-driving car tech company, Zooks. Is that how you say it? Z-O-O-X? I don't know. That's, uh, that's a little crazy. I think, is Amazon just getting into everything? Yep. Man, yeah, that, it, that's it, actually it kind of their blows. MO, right? Blows my mind. I mean, other rumors. <laughs> Amazon land. Yeah, theme park. Amazon land. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. As soon as as soon as it's easier to consume things at a theme park than it is in your house, right? No. Well, yeah. I think automated vehicles for them make sense when you consider the size, breadth of their warehouse fleet, and all of the trucking that they do. Yeah. They're probably marching down that path more than trying to compete with like an Uber or or a Tesla, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we, we watched Just our... Just how many self-driving car startups are there out there right now? Like, okay. you know, I've, I've heard of so many, you know, all these companies are buying them up for different reasons to, sure. uh, you know, Apple's focused on, you know, a different thing than Amazon is. And uh, everybody is investing in some kind of self-driving car startup. I mean, it's going to happen probably sooner than, than I, I'll, I'll be willing to <laughs> admit, but right. 
like just the the tech, all the different tech associated with that is just amazing to me. You know, on on that side, every time I hear of a different startup, there's a different way that they're accomplishing it, right? Which yeah. you know, I, I I think I'm used to way more standards based. You know. Like in what we do, Tyler, right? I mean, and 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 Aaron, like Kubernetes kind of one, right? That's the dial tone. Like this is the right way to do this. Uh, and I would have expected, you know, that sector to have flattened out around, you know, things that just work, but it doesn't seem like that's happened. I wonder if that's we're just in that if same. It just hasn't though. happened yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it I'm will. It's. I think some yet. of these big names buying up these smaller names uh, eventually sort of that that best best dial tone baseline will start to edge out some startups i'm i'm sure of it right and every one of these big companies that has a vested interest in licensing whatever wins even it it's good for them to pick up ip that they can either use to try to save that money or to move away from other vendors too so i, I would expect anyone that's doing major fleet overhauls so players that you could easily name and that have the money to go pick up a startup if they find a, a clever new way to do something that's being done by tesla already better for them to maybe develop themselves cost less so a little tangent for you guys on this one and i know Billy, you're probably cringing that you know the guest is going to take us down a tangent that might take the rest of the the time here but um, oh man do like, it I, I, take I us was, on an I adventure was, brad i was really <laughs> i was really interested in this one with you know all the talk in uh in in the news and politics and all that with amazon taxes and things like that and you know apparently the you know, the threats to maybe, uh, you know, target them antitrust kind of stuff and make them, you know, break them up kind of thing. Like from the tech angle, like how does that impact their ability to be as innovative and get, get you know, invest in small, you know, very innovative things like, what is it, the Amazon Go super, uh, uh, I mean, uh, supermarkets and, and, and different things like that. Is that, a, a good thing for the economy maybe, but a terrible thing for the advancement of technology because that size allows them to make these, you know, multi-million dollar mistakes. Yeah. That, that is a deep question. You're right. Uh, and I'm okay <laughs> going down that route. Um, but I mean, you hit on, there's a lot that we could talk about there. So even in times like this, like in a pandemic, you're going to see the stronger companies get stronger. Yeah. There's always right. consolidation. You're, yeah. Um, but even still, you know, you, you see innovation come out of um, small, potentially more nimble, agile companies. Um, but you're right, though. Like when you think about companies like Google, it is just a conglomeration of, of startups. Uh, I haven't seen, are there, is there a lot of antitrust conversations? Are there, you know, is, is stuff going down in terms of Amazon or Google? I think or? they're just... I think the Amazon ones are just getting, just getting actually, you know, really started. I think they've been threats here and there, you know, uh, thrown out on social media and things like yeah. that because, you know, they're not paying their fair share of taxes, you know, in, in big air quotes. Like I, I, I'm not even going to get into the political opinion of that. Sure. Just the, you know, the impact of, of the, of what, if, if that did happen, the impact of it to, 
you know, Amazon has been impactful to anybody and everybody because of the speed that they innovate. You know, it's not like their logistics came out of the fact that it's so, you know, technology forward. Um, Like I would, I would think that that would uh, massively impact their ability to continue to do that, which I mean, I compete with them, you know, in my, in my job, but I think it's hard to say that, they haven't had a positive impact on everybody's lives as far as technology goes. Yeah. I feel the same way about Google too. Right. And and even Apple's venturing into different things, Facebook as well. There, there's a limit. And I think Brad, you kind of nailed it. There's a trade-off there, right? Good for the economy. What problem are you trying to solve versus good for driving innovation? Right. And, and I think it's a, a mixed bag for sure. But a lot of those companies that I just named are, are making, sound investment in advanced technology and trying to move that ball forward i feel like so yeah well and remember too like when we have conversations around antitrust laws it's just about ensuring that there's fair competition mm-hmm. so just because amazon has a grocery store and they have a bookstore and they own device listening devices in your house and outside your house and they have driverless cars and all that kind of stuff yeah, that's a lot, right? Yeah, they do a lot. But I think that's a separate question from do, um, do we need protection from predatory business practices? Do we need, um, you know, do we need to enact laws that ensure that there's fair competition in, uh, in our economy? I think those are separate questions. Is it possible for us to regulate entities uh, of the size and scope of Amazon. I think that's what a lot of this ends up boiling down to. Sure. We may, we may put the law in place or try to, but especially in the United States where dollars talk in a lot of politics, there's, it, it becomes extremely difficult to actually regulate an, an entity as large and as successful as an Amazon. Sure. We'll cut them in half. I mean, I think, well, I think like that's really what everybody's up <laughs> Cut them in half and they're going to like both entities are going to grow. Like, More what heads, are you going right? to it'll, it'll be Ma Bell all over again. Right. It's, it's like the U.S. states, right? I mean, we're all, we all live in Texas. We talk about how everything is big in Texas, but Alaska says cut us in half and Texas, you'll be the third largest state. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Brad. I'm not here for any reason. No, no, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just found all the you know like the the thinking through what would happen you know super super interesting and I, I like your point about um, how educated some of our politicians are um, not paying your fair share of taxes or it's not fair you know bang your fist on the on the table doesn't oh you're an antitrust like no <laughs> that, 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 the antitrust there there's actually a definition <laughs> you, you can't just i don't think that what you're doing is fair you're an antitrust uh you know to your point um yeah, I, you've been I, too I, successful. I wonder how all that would fall yeah. out yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's hard to just be punish them because they're they're that successful right, right. i mean think back to yep. i mean i can remember thinking wow no one is ever going to dethrone walmart yeah right? yeah and I think that right now about Amazon, but somebody's going to do it. It's going to happen. It's not going to be Amazon forever. So, yeah. No, anyway, I, I tend to agree with that too. Uh, we can keep going on that. All right. Let me throw out a few other things at you guys if you want to talk about those. I saw Samsung uh, is launching Samsung Money, the company's new Samsung Pay Linked debit card program. 
I think we saw this with, who did we see? Um, I don't know. Somebody else just did this. I can't remember. No, no. Or maybe oh, maybe it was them. The Apple, Google Pay, and their yeah, yeah, yeah. cards. Yeah. The the kind of new wave of cards coming from these electronic payment. So vendors. the Samsung Money. I actually hadn't heard about this. It's like a com a comparison to the Apple Card or Apple Pay. Uh, the Apple Card, right? So it's a debit a debit okay. card that you debit have that card. is uh, you know Samsung run, right? But it's a, it's partnered with you know SoFi or something like that, right? It's just like an uh, like a American Airlines credit card or something like right? they're going to partner with the bank and all that but gotcha we'll uh we'll give you some more options gotcha. through samsung and then i thought this one was pretty funny so there's a um there's an app in kenya where you can get loans i, I guess it's super popular <sighs> and if you don't pay your loans off the app will notify everyone in your contact list when you fall behind on loan payments. That's awesome. <laughs> what do you think about that? That's, I think that's great. It, it reminds me of some of those like weight loss apps that are just designed for public shaming, right? It's like you commit and, and then it's just out there for everyone to see. And, and there's an element of, oh gosh, I got to do it because of the embarrassment that will come if I don't. I think that's awesome. That's, that's, that's aggressive. <laughs> everyone in your contact list. Yeah, wow, Dude, man, I'd, I'd be pruning my content. Maybe that's maybe that's the whole point. It's just a prune contact list. Get get rid of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, you probably get rid of the more important people though, instead of yeah, the people that you don't care what they. You know, like I'd remove my mom, my dad, right. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, do you do you use iPhones? Yes, I do. Okay, there you um, go. So this I is... was actually gonna, I was gonna ask you if you had the uh, Apple Card, Aaron. Yeah, I know you're, no. you, you're not a fanboy, but you prefer the Apple stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, the Apple ecosystem in terms of you know mobile phones and whatnot is is that's where I'm at. Um, and a lot of it is, I just like the blue, the blue bubble, the blue text bubble. That's what it is. I don't know. It's weird. It's super simple, um, but that's why I'm there. I have lots of complaints though. Don't get me started on those. But I saw some news. Um, there was a leak that uh, the iPhone 12 that's coming out later this year. I was hoping for USB-C. I would love a consolidation from an industry yeah. perspective. Like I'm so sick of this lightning me too. thing. Right? Hey, it's hey, stupid. The rest of the industry got it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently the iPhone 12 is sticking with lightning. They're not making the change to USB-C because apparently on the 13th generation next year, they're going to go to like either wireless charging or a mix of that plus portless where it's like a smart connector. Um, oh, just like, that, yeah, magnetic. Like a little magnet that as well. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I'm sure they'll find an elegant way to do that, uh, which I think is always one of the neater things about Apple is if they go contactless, it'll be irritating because you'll have yet another charging setup from Apple and it will be dongle fury, I'm sure. But um, it usually the, the application of that initial tech is elegant, right? Yeah, but it looks like, I mean, for the 13, you're going to be, it's primarily wireless charging is the idea. That's, that's kind of cool. So as long as I guess let me, party chargers don't. Let me ask you out. guys. I mean, I, I, I would say I used to potentially be fanboy status, right? I mean, every year I'd get the new phone, right? Um, and, but now, because 
a new sexy camera every year is not like enough for me to justify spending what what phones rightfully cost whatever, yeah. right there's more yeah, yeah. yeah i mean I, i'm not saying that yeah I, let's I, let's not debate whether the phone is worth that or not but <laughs> like it's not enough a new camera for me is not enough so right. you know you brought up one of the things aaron that for me is i'm not getting a new phone a new a new iphone until it has something significant usb-c being one of them so that i don't have to carry around you know just like when they moved from the the what was it the 30 pin to lightning i had to carry you know, multiple cables around when i travel that's just a pain in the butt so i'm waiting for that you know potentially thumbprint under the screen something like that so long story long uh, are you, is, is this secrecy and rumor mill of Apple devices versus coming out and just saying, this is when we're targeting certain things. Is it hurting them? Cause I've had the same phone for three years. They took somebody that was buying something every year and turned me into, well, I'm going to wait and see because, um, there's too many rumors out there. What do you guys think about that? Man? Well, I think the first part of what you said I'm still on the iPhone eight. The, my only complaint is the eight is, is tiny. I, I mean, I like people make fun of me cause I look like I'm on like a little Barbie phone or something, right? <laughs> it's small. Uh, I wish that I had, so I had the iPhone six max or whatever. Uh, and that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, anyway, but the camera is great right now. I can tell a massive difference. Like yeah. when my mother-in-law sends me a photo on her iPhone 11, I can tell like it's, that is cool. I mean, I can even, I'll, I'll see like my wife will send me the photo and I'll like, Oh, you must've got this from your mom because it's, it's very clearly superior. But, mm. um, but no, I, I mean, it's great enough. Um, and then they stopped slowing the phones yeah. down, which is helpful too. They stopped adding a feature into their <laughs> updates to artificially slow it down. So I was okay. Back to that antitrust stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Yep. So, a Japanese researcher created a taste display that's capable of producing oh, any flavor this. when you lick its surface. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, uh, time for the Futurama, like yeah. smelloscope. This that, lickable that screen. Blew my mind. I know. <laughs> what? Or uh, what? What's the Willy Wonka when they when they're licking the walls and stuff? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's absurd too. I saw that as I was trying to prepare this morning. I was like, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. <laughs> like what, um, uh, where's, where's the purpose there? Where, where are we going with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is the intent, right? <laughs> the device fooled participants into experiencing the flavor of everything from gummy candy to sushi without having to place a single item of food in their mouths. Wow. You know, what? I, I wonder if that'll end up being like therapies and stuff like that where you can get the food sensation or well sure. sensation is probably not the right word but the taste right and through this little thing that you just place on your tongue inside your mouth <laughs> and you don't that's eat, not what they talk about strawberries so they, all say, day. they say this technology could add quote a whole new medium to multimedia experiences and i'm thinking like vr you know and you have yeah. a screen here that you lick and you can <laughs> taste other people's like, sweat like what what is the environmental situation where i want this <laughs> right Oh man! Mm. Smell of vision finally happens. Tasteful <laughs> thought food, right? <laughs> All right. What else do we got? Let's keep moving on these things. Uh, <laughs> well, I had one I wanted to ask Tyler about. This might be a softball for you, buddy, but um, 
I saw the the new. I, I've always been interested in you know in planes and aeronautics and stuff like that, but don't know the first thing about them truly. So, what do you think about the new Airbus uh, blended wing um, uh, plane that they've that they've been you know publishing and showing out there? Oh, I actually haven't been keeping up. I'm the I'm what? not even sure. I, Airbus I blended what? Blended, blended uh, I think they call it the blended wing. It's yeah, like right. it's it's basically ah. a flying a flying wing, right? Like the like yeah, the yeah, yeah. right? And and I think that I read a little bit about it, which you know the the stuff that I read is is dumbed down enough to where I understood it. But they uh, they've tried this you know multiple times before, but the technology yeah. hasn't been um, good enough to you know to, to continually make it, I guess, make it economically feasible for the likes of American or United or, you know, sure. the, uh, the big carriers to afford one. But instead of the two to three percent, you know, gains in fuel economy yeah. uh, that engine make and stuff like that, this is like 20 percent less. Uh, right. Uh, gas is two cents a barrel. Massive. <laughs> I mean, what's yeah. it? Well, let's not get into that. My brother. No, the um. <laughs> so, so I wasn't. I haven't been keeping up with it, Brad. To be honest, but I remember um, mock-ups uh, when I when I worked at Lockheed, you know, ages ago now that were similar, right? So that just a giant flying wing, and it, it's all about efficiency, but also with with huge um capacities right so the the nice thing about that mm -hmm. design is that it's extremely fuel efficient it's practically a glider but um they can have huge uh storage bays as well so they they do have some distinct advantages but i like i said i haven't been keeping up i'll have to go look into it yeah you could have a much yeah, wider i, I just thought fuselage. it was yeah it was it was cool looking they said that um so like I think they were targeting uh, 400 person capacity, and you know how how many flights are you on nowadays with with <laughs> that many people? Um, yeah. Well, how many flights are anybody on nowadays? Right. But um, yeah, I, I was just curious what you thought about it because man, uh, yeah, talk about whether well whether the the airlines have to keep those profits for themselves to continue to fund things or whether it decreases the price of tickets for. For you and I, and you know, and just the the impact uh, of that is, you know, of course, from my mind went. But that blended wing, I thought oh, that design has always looked cool. So it I is. That to it's a neat design. The guy knew something about it. If it's successful, I, I don't see. I mean, obviously, there there forks in logic that could take you down a different path, but I, I ultimately see it being good for passengers, right? So any advancement in that kind of stuff where you get higher cargo capacity or it costs less to move. I don't think in the long run, thankfully, because of com competitive nature that a platform like that doesn't become broadly used, which ultimately just drives down some costs associated to customers. And then of course, new frames also come with a refresh on the inside. Those refreshes are usually beneficial to some extent, right? I'm, I'm looking <laughs> not so forward to the next iteration of how do we squeeze more passengers into this plane by making it you know uh, some hybrid stand sit method i don't know it, it could be terrible but they're always trying to get more sardines in the can right <laughs> amazon will buy them and start putting cargo in them that'll be that'll be how they they're made popular all right uh we have like two minutes left in the show so i'm going to throw two controversial things at y'all and give us no time to talk about it 
<laughs> you guys, you can pick which one of these two you want to talk about, but I feel like I can't not mention them. Uh, YouTube is auto deleting comments with phrases critical of the Chinese government. So comments, Oops. things like communist bandit or 50 cent party, whatever that means, uh, disappear in seconds, apparently on the YouTube platform, Man, which I, I thought YouTube I was that. totally banned in China. But I remember when I went to China, I could still access it. So I was confused. I thought it was banned. I could, whatever. Anyway. I don't know. I wonder if it's device based. I, so I don't what's know. Going I don't on, know the status what's going on there between China and Google? The same thing that always goes on between China and any company. They, they, they always <laughs> right? try to uh, put an additional pressure onto, especially tech companies. I think it comes up a lot. Um, that to, to basically go beyond their border and still trying to express their will. Um, I, I think I'm always disappointed when I see companies outside of China sort of yielding to that and not pushing back. I, yeah. It's just the openness of the rest of the world or, or good pockets of it, I feel like should, should apply some back pressure onto that kind of stuff. But they seem to fold a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right. In other news, uh, Twitter labels Trump's tweets with a fact check for the first time and yeah. then it's tied to like a Twitter moment. And then simultaneously Trump threatens to shut social media companies <laughs> after Twitter fact check. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there with like no time. Yeah, to talk that, about was that it. for a smoking. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the best thing to do. So we can't get into <laughs> political opinions. <laughs> well, I, I think there are non-political uh, ways to have part of that discussion. I, I had a thought, my first thought being, well, are, how selective are they being about putting a fact check on someone, right? Is this just yep. targeting the current president or is this something that we're going to do for any POTUS Twitter account going forward? And where does it stop? Is it all government officials? Is it, you know, CEOs? What, what is Twitter, what Pandora's box just got opened, right? Yeah, that's a great question. Where do they and stop? And it, what responsibility does Twitter hold? Yeah. To correct that. Yeah. Well, and what if the information they're I giving is they wrong? <laughs> yeah. Here's I think they have to. to. It's a Pandora's box that we got to open and have a conversation about, yeah. right? Because they're becoming the new press. Social media is becoming the, the, the new news, right? So the responsibility for them to, to do some sort of fact check, yeah. I think, is there. But the censorship of, to your point, Tyler, of who they're targeting, that's a scary, yeah. scary thing. I, I don't like it. I also don't like that we keep seeing companies that get caught apologizing for the bug that let that happen, right? And that's basically what one thing yeah. that I just saw the headline, but YouTube basically said that. I said, oh, well, this was uh, an algorithm gone wild. Sorry about that. It was only supposed to work in China or something, which isn't already terrible as far as I'm concerned. But then, oops, we're sorry we got caught is just a shitty excuse when it comes to censorship and stuff like that. So I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to chase there that isn't political. I just, I, I hope they're parks in the right place right well listeners we'll let you make the call on that right into the show let us know <laughs> tell us your opinions uh that's just the news strongly so. worded emails yeah well and uh that brings today's tech breakfast <laughs> podcast to a close brad thanks so much for joining us it's tons of fun having you on the phone uh the phone wow um no we we loved your opinions and the stuff you brought to the table so we hope everyone enjoyed it as much as we did and as always, if there's anything we missed, general feedback, or you'd like to join us on the show, hit us up on Twitter, LinkedIn, what have you, and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for your subscriptions.
Don't forget to watch the rocket launch today, 4.33 p.m. Eastern. Peace, Brad. Appreciate it, guys. Go Tigers. (laughs) I'm cutting that out of the end. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.